You're listening to the Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, your source for news, reviews, and questions about the cell phone industry. Visit us at www.thecellphonejunkie.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 66 of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon, and for the first time in actually quite a long time, I'm actually going at this show solo tonight. It has uh, been three days since the last podcast. It's Wednesday night right now, and we were anticipating having a two-week break from doing the show due to some traveling that I've got going on, but... Over the past few days, we really have had a lot of stuff going on, and you know, I do have a soft spot for all the listeners out there, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do a quick show here tonight, and it's just going to have a few news stories and talk about some of the devices that have been launched over the last couple of days, and then we'll answer a few listener questions here, and uh, kind of you know, easy into the weekend here, um, and coming up on the next show, it'll be a, definitely a longer show, and that's going to be the one, the live uh, show where Joey and I are going to be together doing a show. So that'll be a lot of fun. So the first story here that I have for the evening is the mobile phone throwing uh, championships were held in Finland in the last few days, and the winner of the distance event was Tommy uh, Hutari, and he took the gold medal with a throw of 89.6 meters. That's almost 300 feet which is actually a few meters short of the world record. And it was interesting. His comment on it was he's been participating in potato throwing for quite a bit of time. And surprisingly, a potato flies further. He's a 38-year-old engineer. So just kind of a little bit of humor there. Uh, they do this every single year out in Finland, and there's always some great pictures. And they've got a number of different events, including a freestyle uh, competition as well. And a 19-year-old named Taco Cohen won that, used aerobatics and juggling in his performance. So a lot of fun there. Next is a story about AT&T. AT&T dropping the fewest drop calls claim from their marketing campaigns. And they're actually going to be changing it to more bars in more places. So probably something that had to do with either some litigation stemming from the fact that a customer was upset or possibly something from the other carriers. Who knows? But anyway, you're probably going to not be seeing fewest drop calls from them anymore. Next, the New York Times is reporting that the cell phone-only homes have now passed the landline-only homes. From September 2006 to April 2007, the percentage of Americans in cell phone-only households for the first time overtook the percentage in landline-only households. So 14.0% of U.S. adults living in households um, have one or more cell phones but no landlines. And now only 12.3% of adults and adults in households uh, have a landline, but no cell phones. That was a survey in approximately 13,000 homes across the country, and 84.5% uh, of households still do have landlines, and 86.2% overall do have a cell phone. So that number has uh, overtaken the landline number as well. On to some device news here, and this is really the excitement for the week. Nokia just came out with a, just a bang today, and they announced four new devices. The, there was an event in London, and two of the devices are N-series multimedia, what they call computers, and they're running the S60 3rd edition, and two, the other two are Series 40 3rd edition cell phones based on the Express Music lineup. 
The first one is the N81, and that is a slider, quad band, GSM, and edge. has WCDMA on the 2100 MHz 3G network. One model has 8 gigabytes of storage built in. The other has a micro SD slot for additional storage. It is the first handset to be compatible with the new Nokia Music Store and the Engage services, which is a new gaming platform that they've released. It also has a 3D menu system, stereo speakers, 3.5 millimeter handset uh, or headset jack, stereo Bluetooth, uh, FM radio, 2.4 inch QVGA screen, 2 megapixel camera, has Wi Fi. And um, the 8 gigabyte model will cost 430 euros, and the standard will be 360. The N95 uh, comes in two flavors now. We've got an 8 gigabyte model and then a US model that they're also releasing. The N95 with the 8 gigabytes of internal storage uh, has a 2.8 inch QVGA screen. Uh, most of the other specs uh, are basically unchanged from the original N95 that was out there. It's going to be about 560 euros. And they, when they talked about the U.S. version, they said it's going to be a quad band GSM edge device with a dual band 850 and 1900 CDMA radios, which are going to be compatible with the currently AT&T uh, in the U.S. 3G network. Also comes with a micro SD slot if you wanted to add even more storage on top of that. Looks like that one's going to be about 700 bucks. Next is the 5610, the 5610 Express Music Phone. It's a slider phone. It's a step up from the 5300 Express Music Phone, which we'll talk about here in just a second. It uh, is a quad band edge GSM phone, dual band 850 and 2100 WCDMA 3G radios in it. Uh, has the music slider key that will automatically launch the music player and has a 2.2-inch screen, 22 hours of playback on it, and 4-gigabyte micro SD cards for storage are accepted. has a 3.2-megapixel camera with an LED flash on it, FM radio, and a secondary camera for video calling. Then the 5310 Express Music Phone is a candy bar, style phone, tri-band GSM and Edge radios, dedicated music controls, 3.5mm headset jack, uh, as well as stereo Bluetooth, 2-inch QVGA screen and a 2-megapixel camera, supports 4 gigabytes of microSD storage and will cost a little over 220 euros. The next device announcement comes from HTC, and it is the Titan II, also known as the Kaiser, that's being released in Europe. Now, for those of us here in the U.S., no, it's not our release. It is the uh, release on the Orange, Vodafone, T-Mobile, and O2 networks. It's going to be a quad-band Windows Mobile 6 handset, and it has HSDPA, Wi-Fi, built-in GPS, and all the other things that we have been looking for with this one. Looks like it's going to be hitting the EU in October. It's probably only a few weeks away from when we're going to see this come out in the U.S. as well. But for now, we just have to watch on as our European brothers get their Titan 2s. Now, I spent some time, actually we've spent a lot of time over the last few weeks talking about the Motorola Q9M, but I specifically spent some time uh, invested today with the Q9M at one of the local stores, and I wanted to give some initial impressions on it. I've got a link here in the show notes, which is actually over to Mobility Today, and it is some size comparisons of the Q9M versus the original Q. Now, I'm looking at both devices side by side, and I'll be honest, the sizes uh, actually appear to be almost identical. And I was talking with Joey yesterday, and he actually took a, 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 a line and drew a line on this picture and then measured it, and, and they are very, very close to identical. The one thing that you'll note as you look at the side-by-side, 
the bottom where the antenna is located of the, the new Q9M, it's actually a little bit longer, so it's a little bit thicker in the back. Um, but one thing that you will see as well is that the keys are more uh, are, are flatter, so a little bit more recessed than on the original Q. So that takes a little bit away at the thickness. But um, overall, uh, I was moderately impressed with it. I, I didn't obviously don't have it so that I can test it out, but I spent about 15, 20 minutes with it. And some things that to note for the for people who have used the original Q, it still has that scroll wheel on the side, which is great, especially for people who are used to Blackberries or other devices that have that on it. But it's a little bit, I, I've already used the word, but it's a little bit more recessed um, into the side of the device. And while that's nice where I guess it doesn't get snagged on things or you, you don't accidentally hit it when you don't want to, over the, the time that I was playing with it, my thumb actually got a little bit sore. So make sure you're, you're, you take the time to go play with it before you order one of these up online because I, I, I almost had a problem with it to the point where I don't know if it would be comfortable enough for me. I, I wouldn't say that it is. Uh, it's it's annoying, but it's it's a little bit um, it's a little bit different of a feel than someone who's used the original Q scroll wheel or say a BlackBerry would be used to. On the plus side, though, the keypad on this device is is absolutely fantastic, and I am someone who loves QWERTY keyboards, and I've used them on many of my recent devices. In fact, all of them that I've had in the last two years. And what I'll tell you is that it's a nice flat. Um, it's almost kind of has a, a textured feel to the keys when you're touching them, and it's very comfortable to type on. And so I, I went into one of the new features that is included in Windows Mobile 6, and that's the Word to Go and the Documents to Go suite, and was able to type out probably two or three sentences with very, very uh, good results, very accurate, uh, very quick. Uh, I would go as far to say as uh, go as far as to say it is as comfortable as some of the 8700. Uh, series Blackberries have, if not more comfortable, definitely better than the 8800 series Blackberries. Uh, leaps and bounds ahead of the original Q as far as the keypad on it. So that was that was my biggest complaint with the original Q was the keypad on it and really the the lack of a nice feel to it. Uh, missing keys as you typed on it. I'm a very quick typer on the QWERTY keyboards and it, it just wouldn't keep up with me. This one had no problems with it. The, the overall physical design of the device and the styling is actually pretty decent. I would say that you've got um, a, a much easier grip on the phone than the original Q. The original one was very slick in the hand. This one's got that nice matte finish on it. So some some positive things from my end on it, but the, the scroll wheel on the side, um, I would... I would say is is going to be a problem for them as people may not find that as comfortable as some other devices that they've used in the past. Next on devices, the Motorola Razr 2, which was released last week from Sprint, is now on Verizon. So you can head on over to the Verizon site and pick one of these babies up for $350. There's an online discount bringing it down to $250 with a two-year contract. Only online right now. You're going to have to wait till next week if you want to pick it up in the store, but it is available. Next is from the Apple Store. Uh, if you're interested in picking up an iPhone, but you say, you know, maybe I don't want to spend as you know five or six hundred dollars on it, maybe you'd consider four or five hundred dollars on it. The Apple Store has a refurbished section where you can pop on there and pick yourself up a refurbished iPhone. They are $100 off from the original prices, so you can get the four gigabyte version for $400 and the eight gigabyte version for $500. Something to note, if you're in the market for a new MacBook uh, or a MacBook Pro or any other refurbished Mac 
item, they have some very, very good deals. The new Santa Rosa MacBook Pros came out, the one that I'm use for all my podcast recording and personal computing is on there for $2,200. And the version before that uh, is on there for $1,500 if you want to pick up the low end model. So some pretty, pretty good prices on there. Um, Anyway, but like I said, good prices on the Mac or on the, uh, the iPhone. So make sure you check that out if you're interested in picking one of those up for a little bit cheaper of a price. And last but not least, in the uh, the software field, we just have one story, and that is that the Trio 750 and 750V uh, updater for the Windows Mobile 6 Professional has come out for, uh, for the European versions of this phone. So what it provides is Windows Mobile 6 Professional and an update for the loss of system sounds, which was a problem that the Trios have been having. Some enhancements that come with this update are improved calendar management with enhanced user interface. In, with an enhanced user interface, enhanced email messaging, HTML smart filtering, SharePoint access, co- voice command via Bluetooth, and USB cable charging. Now, this software is is dedicated or designed, excuse me, for the European version of it. So you want to be careful with this if you are interested in the U.S. version of it because we don't have that available yet. Also, one thing that I read on one of the sites that had announced this was that the BlackBerry Connect software that was used uh, with this device on the Windows Mobile 5 side will not function with the Windows Mobile 6 side. So, So if you are a BlackBerry Connect user, you want to probably stay away from this one for the time being until they come out with uh, the update for it that will allow you to use that on Windows Mobile 6. On to the questions and comments here. First is a comment, actually kind of a question and comment from Josh. He says, what can you tell us about the Samsung S60 phones? Are they out? This is actually more of a vent than anything. What the heck is Palm doing? I had a uh, Trio 680. I experienced super fast battery drain, resets, OS slowdown, and network lockups. I'm understanding Palm. I'm not understanding Palm. They can't even release an update for a phone without bricking it. How are they going to make smartphones in the future? A new device, uh, th- that new device, the Centro is super, super fugly, that is. <laughs> I, was at, I was a Palm user since the Palm 3 and have every single Palm made device or every single device that Palm has made. But I have jumped ship to the S60. I have lost all faith in Palm. They are truly lost. That's from Josh in Denver. Uh, Josh, I, I can't say that I disagree with you. I think the, the trio devices that are out there right now are pretty much at the end of their, their life. I think we're just kind of dragging it on here and I don't really see a whole lot more that they're going to do with the trio style. Now we take a look at the centro style and I say the centro is, is going to definitely capture a market that they probably haven't had before. But what are they going to be doing? Are they going to come out with some other smartphone or smart device that's going to add on to what their 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 repertoire of devices is that's really going to help out? Or are they just going to kind of continue on with what they have, you know? And then we have the whole folio thing that's going to come into the mix. So I do agree with you on it that uh, Palm really has to kind of step it up to get to get up to the standards where everyone else is. As far as the Samsung S60 phone, don't know a lot about them, um, but you know, I would say that they're they're probably going to be good going into the future. Hopefully, we uh, we can get some more information on those uh, going forward. The next question slash conversation comes to us from Ryan, 
And Ryan says, do you guys know when the Windows Mobile 6 upgrade will be available for the blackjack? And if so, will it be free? Now, the interesting thing about this question is Ryan actually sent this in on Monday. And today, Mobility Today posted a story that according to the singular AT&T forums, the long-awaited Windows Mobile 6 update for the blackjack will be coming out on September 17th. So there you go. There's your answer. Uh, We've been talking about this. There was some news back in... I think June that said it was supposed to be out within the next month, which has obviously come and passed. We're over 60 days away from uh, since that has happened. So hopefully this one will be a little bit more valid and, and we'll see that coming. So anyway, so I answered his question and then went on to say, uh, he went on to ask, there are two things that I can't get to work on the black check. One is YouTube and the other is the Gmail app. Um, I do use the web version right now. However, uh, are, am I available to get these to work? On YouTube, I bet it's because they want you to sign up for Singular Video. And, but I would think that Gmail should work. Well, natively, really neither of these are going to work properly for you. Uh, as far as YouTube is concerned, they have had all sorts of issues with YouTube and, and Windows Mobile and getting it to work. Some devices you can get it to work on, some you can't. Um, I've got a link here that you can check out on what you need to do or what you can do to make YouTube work on your phone. It comes from pocketnow.com. Uh, it's a multiple-step process on some different things that you need to do. And uh, it includes a plug-in and, and some, you know, a different uh, media player uh, outside of the Windows, Windows media player. It's the TCPMP player. Now, your question about the Gmail app, uh, you know, the Gmail application is something that is a lot of people love using it on their on their their, I want to say dumb phones. But for for people on the Windows mobile phones, you basically are kind of out of luck. You've got to go to uh, m.google.com to pull up the Gmail application and you can either do that or I guess you could use your messaging on your device to download all the the emails via pop access and you kind of get them you know, as they, as they come in every 15 minutes or however often you have it pull. But uh, some of the Windows mobile devices have a Java virtual machine pre-installed. Uh, sometimes it's called the Midlet Manager. Uh, other times it's Java. But the Java virtual machine consists of uh, an execution environment that will allow programs uh, to running. So it can run Gmail. Unfortunately, there is a lot of issue with the security certificates. So you're probably not going to see a, a good fix for this one. And depending on which device you have, um, you're probably going to see you know, people who are saying, yeah, you can't do it and this is why, or you can do it, but this is what you have to install. Maybe it's a different you know, Java uh, system that allows it to run. Uh, it, it, there, there's just not a real easy way to do it, unfortunately. And my guess is that at some point, Gmail, just like they've done with the Google Maps and just like they've done with you know, some of their other things, are gonna have, they're going to have the functionality to work on Windows Mobile uh, natively. If not, have a phone that comes out with a Gmail application built in for it. I'm kind of hinting at the, uh, the Google phone that could be potentially coming out here. But uh, I think we're going to see something with them in the future. But at this point... Not a whole lot. Well, thank you, Ryan, very much for that question. Certainly appreciate it. And that wraps up this show. We have uh, a lot more that'll be coming up in the upcoming probably 10 days, I guess it's going to be. And so we'll make sure to get all that into the next show. Remember, if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to get to us, give us a call, 602-903-4116. 
or shoot us an email at thecellphonejunkie at gmail.com. And coming up, we will have a great show, like I've mentioned, from Joey and I in the same room together. So I mentioned before, hopefully we'll be able to get it to work. Um, it's a little going to be a little bit different as far as what we have to do to have the setup work, but we're going to try and use one mixer, one computer, and make it a little bit easier than having to combine the tracks together. So thank you very much for downloading this show. And until next weekend, have a good one. 